guys welcome back to divine healing by d today i have on a really great episode men out there please listen up this is great for you i have sean gala he's the founder and facilitator of men's group he started the men's group to create a community for men to come together and share their feelings and their lives and bounce ideas off one another and it's just a great community for men and he faced So here is Sean. Question. Uh, did you see yourself when you were younger running men's groups and having a place in a community where you can bounce ideas off of each other and share your feelings? No. No. <laughs> no, I just, I grew up playing sports. I never wanted to do this. Like I know some people are like, oh, men's work's going to be my thing. And then they identify as that. I almost felt the opposite way. I like resisted that. And, yeah. and didn't, I wanted to do something that was more like socially cool or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm just kind of built for this. I should have been a counselor and I grew up playing team sports. And I just loved after we were, after we played a game together, playing hockey, like that guys would share about their lives in the dressing room after they talked about their relationships or their mm-hmm. just general stuff around health and well-being. And I just really enjoyed those moments. So I think I was just always drawn to it, you know? So why do you think there's, or if there is like such a stigma for men to share their feelings with one another hmm. and to heal? Yeah, there's a huge stigma. And, and it, it's been interesting to see like across the board, doesn't matter how successful a guy is, doesn't matter how um, charismatic or confident he is, all guys are, seem to be scared to scare, or sorry, scared to share this stuff, mm-hmm. um, myself included. So I have, I run men's groups for a living. I've been doing it for 10 years. I've always been a bit more of a sensitive guy, even though I came from like a jock um, sports background. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a partner who's fantastic. She's very good at managing my feelings and, and being able to support me in the ways that I need it when, I'm, when I do get emotional. Uh, but even then, there's still this fear that pops up, you know, when I'm in a situation where I need to share those feelings. Right. And I've talked to a lot of guys about it. And the guys, I observe guys talking about it men's group a lot. And I think it comes from this place of we were ridiculed for sharing those things growing up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and men don't want to be perceived as weak or gay. So, um, because there's a lot of ne- negative connotation around that when we were growing up, at least in the eighties and nineties and stuff. So yeah, the, the guys are scared to share and that stigma is real. And even guys like I feel it. Yeah. So do you think I feel like women knew if they saw the man's sensitivity like right away when they met them, it could make things easier and can make them help understand the guy better and help them connect more. I don't know. Cause I've, I've observed that like men have the most trouble sharing with women mm-hmm. because, and we're talking about traditional gender roles and stuff. Yeah. But like I know I've noticed it where I'm out with guys and we're having a nice guy's night and we're talking about life and work and purpose and spirituality and all these things. And like all of a sudden a beautiful woman will walk in the room or come over and say hi. And all of a sudden they're, chest puff out a little yeah. bit and 
you know, they're like dropping little um, cues of their value. So social value, you know, mm-hmm. trying to like impress the woman. These are guys that are happy in their relationships. They're married, some of them with kids. And it's like, that's, that's in, that's hardwired in us to, to, you know, try to impress the opposite sex or whoever we're yeah. trying to attract. So, really- I, so I've seen, I've seen guys do better with groups of guys because um, there's just less fear there. There's less risk as being yeah. perceived as weak. Does that make sense? It does make sense. I'm just, I'm trying to compare it kind of to like how I am with my girlfriends, let's say. Yeah, yeah, great. So especially with like how I've been brought up, we kind of had that little voice in our head or we've had, you know, maybe our parents tell us like, you know, hey, don't like share much either because you will get too many. I would, you know, I'm going to start with, you might get some jealousy. Yeah or interesting that person is not you know compared to the rest of that person's family that we know they have big mouths they might share those things and it might spiral and then it's like a game of telephone and yeah so we've gone to the point and i probably can talk for most girls who are gonna listen to this that we have become really secretive and if we share for example like most intimate things like our relationships with our partners right Mm -hmm. and if that person that we're sharing this to is probably let's say like more less experienced than us haven't dated that much or like haven't had serious relationships and they're hearing something that sounds like you know just her friend venting this and this she can turn it into a major conflict that you know what this is a deal breaker Mm. so-and-so is not right for you this is like run run far away And a lot of people say like, hey, if you want to get relationship advice, you're going to ask the married couple of 30 years, not your single girlfriend who is dating around. Totally. And having tragic relationship after tragic relationship. Yeah. Right. So do you guys also, are you like careful about what you share regarding your relationships? Uh, You mean men in general or in in general? Like, are you sitting and saying, oh, like Susan did this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Men men in general are terrified of sharing anything that would would make them look sensitive or vulnerable or like, Mm -hmm. you know, our our default seems to be to just look like we have all the answers all the time. And so I I, I definitely see that being true. I would say that relationships is one of those topics (laughs) that's very relatable and very common. Yeah. like even after a hockey game, that's typically the topics you hear come up. We're like, oh, I'm fighting with my wife again. You know, they might not workshop through how to improve that, but that seems to be a more approachable topic than say a porn addiction or like mm-hmm. just feeling general anxiety or yeah. uh, struggling with boundaries. Like that's probably yeah. the biggest topic we always get into is boundaries and nice guy say, syndrome. I was going like to say, yeah. what is like the biggest thing that you talk about in your group? So it's boundaries, huh? Yeah, yeah, it always comes back to boundaries because a lot of these interpersonal issues that a lot of us are trying to figure out, a big part of it's boundaries and nobody was really taught boundaries growing up. So we all suck with it. And so that's just like constantly the topic. What do you think your biggest problem with boundaries has been? Oh, I was, uh, that's a great question. I I was a huge people pleaser. So I just didn't have any boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'd caretake other people to try to earn love. You know, I would let, I would say yes all the time, even though I didn't think, uh, you know, even, even for things that weren't good for me or my well-being, I would, uh, I would really stress and ruminate around declining invitations or saying no to people. And I was really fearful of their emotional reactions. I think that's Mm -hmm. actually the biggest reason why people 
struggle with boundaries because they don't want to upset other people. Right. So I had to actually, I'm like a nice guy in recovery. I had to like <laughs> learn how to set boundaries and learn how to detach myself from people's yeah. emotional reactions <laughs> to my boundaries and stuff like that. Cause you're empathetic. So once you kind of realize that, Hey, this is not about me. It's about what they're dealing with in their life that they're yeah. reacting like this. When I say no, because when you say no, it's a sign of self-care that you're yes. caring for yourself. And you know, like, I'm not going to stretch myself this much because I know that if I show up for that, I probably can't show up for myself a few hours or the next day. It doesn't really matter, but I need to show up. And if it means saying, you know, I regret, decline this invitation that's what it means yeah especially for people that are that are, have work that involves caretaking or or you know doing meaningful work or like if you're somebody who's like trying to dig into their spirituality for example mm -hmm. which you said some of your listeners are focused around it's like well that that takes quite a bit of energy right and yes. focus and it's like if you're just saying yes to everybody all the time and saying yes to situations you don't really want to be in mm -hmm. you know then that that will hurt you in the long run. And mm -hmm. um, now on the flip side, I actually look forward to setting boundaries because it's, it's a great um, test. It's a great qualification for who's safe enough to yes. invest for me to invest more in. Because if somebody says, Hey, I want to go to the bar night for a beer or something, I don't really drink and whatever, but that's mm -hmm. a good example for a lot of guys out there. It's like, Hey, you want to come for a beer? And if I say, no, man, I got to get up early tomorrow. And the guy goes, ah, oh, come on, you pussy. I'll give him one of those. Like, and it's funny. But then if he keeps going like, oh, come on, you don't want like that's yeah. not somebody I want to have in my life, you know, because exactly. there's lots of people who would go, hey, man, that's I think that's great. You're taking care of yourself. Yeah, yeah go have a chill night. Yeah, let me know how the book. Let me, let me know what book you're reading or whatever. I love that. You Do know? you find like the older you get, you just like how you you don't drink uh, getting older has kind of and probably getting more involved in your groups and maybe growing in spirituality if you are kind of makes you want to like distance yourself from alcohol oh uh, yeah i think that there's like if people are on a path of pursuing meaning and they're they're pursuing introspection like getting to know themselves yes and they're trying to um they're on like a self-improvement journey that involves a lot of spirituality that automatically involves a lot of spirituality and self-questioning and stuff like that and it's like there's a reason why a lot of wise people don't live in the city. <laughs> I love hearing that. Yeah. And it's because the, the time and space for stuff is like really healthy for processing. Right. Yeah. So, um, also disclaimer, Sean and I are not encouraging the use of drugs or magic mushrooms or anything of that kind. We are just talking about his experience and what it did for him and uh, the benefits that he saw just from his experience. So please, please, please use your own judgment. you're distancing yourself right. away from alcohol yeah yeah so things like that like actually my girlfriend and i just went to a, we went to a wine tasting thing with some friends the other night the other day at somebody's apartment and we were like oh that could be a fun way to connect with people you know we thought it'd be sitting around a dining room table and just like right. talking about life and maybe it could get get interesting and meaningful and it was just like people wanted to get wasted and we were like whoa we even forgot this is a thing wow. and um so more and more i noticed that guys in men's groups and myself mm -hmm. as i continued on this path I'm distancing myself from stuff that's like culturally cool, but doesn't yeah. really vibe with what I actually need. Mm. You know?
And what does she do? Is she in like a similar field? She's a nurse. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, she's a nurse, which is why I love what you're doing. And, and she's also getting into more of the holistic side of it. She's trying to get out of the hospital environment because it can be kind of grinding. She's trying yeah. to do more of the preventative, more um, personal <clears throat> relationship-based healthcare stuff. And um, so, yeah, she's pursuing other options like and thinking about that. starting her own podcast. Yeah. yeah. If she does, you got to send it to me. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's just... <clears throat> What do you think the men in your group would say to other people when, let's say they're talking about you and they're saying, you know, the group is great, it's fantastic. Like, what do you think they're saying is good? And what do you think it's, they're saying is bad to like other people who may want to join? Yeah, I think, I think it's a good question. I've never been asked that before. I think what they're saying is good is like, oh, it didn't feel as weird as I thought it was going to feel. You know, that we always hear that. It's like guys are like, yeah. I was skeptical because I've never done anything like this before. And but you come in and you hear people talking about life and you see nobody reacting to that. That's like, wow. And to circle back to the first point, not to ramble. And I might forget this question you asked, but, you know, it's like. Um, it is like, wow, this isn't less weird than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And wow, it actually feels good to share. Like yeah. that's the heartwarming thing I've learned from men's groups. Going back to your original question is like, uh, it seems like every guy actually does want to share. Yeah, they do. He just needs to find the environment where he can share. Mm-hmm. So we actually, we actually structure that very intentionally. Like I make guys go first who I know have bigger, more sensitive personal issues because then mm-hmm. it sets the stage. Guys yeah. see that they're not going to be judged and, and that this guy's not getting ridiculed or judged. And so they too can share. Um, I just learned that by chance by running these groups. And then, and then I think they're like, wow, there's, I'm not alone in my problems. I feel like a lot of people feel like their problem. They're the only one with their problem because nobody in their social group has that problem. But there's actually like, there's no new problems. Everybody's going through breakups and divorces. Everybody has a family. Everybody has a family. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Totally. Simple. Simple. Yeah. Everybody has communication issues with their partners. Most people struggle with boundaries, you know? So they're like, wow, I'm also not alone. And that's relieving. And then I think it's just that they learn the lessons of the power of community and how they actually need that. A lot of us are going through our lives with very few support pillars in place very true. socially. And, and, but we're like, we kind of don't realize it until adversity strikes. So guys kind of learn that lesson too. What they don't like. I mean, I, I wish it was in person, you know, so do a lot of guys, but these days zoom is just so convenient. So we focus yeah. on that, you know? Yeah. And I think that it's like some guys could benefit more from like a listening to podcasts or reading books or, or some guys, you know, if they're deep in a challenge, it's like they, they could probably benefit from a counselor or psychologist or, or something a little bit more hands-on, you know? Yeah. A lot so more. yeah, different strokes for different folks. It's not for everybody, but the mm-hmm. vast majority of people that check us out stick, stick with us. So that's great. Are there any like rules, like conflict of interest rules that you have to follow? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. We have, a, we have a bunch of rules we lay out at the beginning. First one's 100% confidentiality. Like oh. nothing that's said or who was here can leave the group because, again, we have to create that environment for guys to want to share. Otherwise, they're too scared. Um, and then it's no rambling, be concise, out of respect of other people's time. I like that. Yeah, oh yeah, because, you know, people are mo- they're talking about emotional things. And so that's the biggest annoyance that people have from group stuff. It's like one person mm-hmm. will dominate, right? So we... In all of our groups, we have a facilitator who manages that, but we also remind people, hey, 
it's a powerful, attractive way to communicate if you keep things short. Yeah, I like that. Very yeah. Um, and we don't allow people to judge. So there's no opinions on what people are sharing. There's no, you can share your experience and try to help a guy, but you can't step mm -hmm. in and go, I don't know, you know, like if it's, especially on the big topics of religion, spirituality, you know, politics, stuff yeah. like that. We were like, well, no, we, don't, we just don't go there for the most part. Yeah, because I'm sure there's so many com conflicting opinions. Yes, totally. Yeah, and then we have, we, I guess we have some internal rules. It's like we always try to start with somebody who has a big, more personal sensitive thing, as I mentioned, because that sets the stage. Yes. What allows guys, other to, other guys to feel safe to share. And then okay. we also prioritize the people who are willing to share because again, that helps the group the most. So mm -hmm. those are our general rules, yeah. That's great. We also aren't afraid to kick people out. Which Ooh, a lot of men don't do. Have you had yeah. to do that recently? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. How come? Can you share? There are certain people that don't want to play by the rules and guidelines, okay. and there are certain people who try to dominate things, and there are certain people who have larger challenges than we have the capabilities to deal with. Do you help guide who, them? Like, do you yeah. say, "Hey, I know this so-and-so person to help you"? Yes, totally. We don't necessarily recommend the, like the specific coaches, but we do suggest resources that they might want to check out for sure. And it's basically if if a guy's disrupted to the the value that other guys are getting ongoing, yeah. then that's a then that's something that we can't allow because my job as community organizers to make sure that all the guys have a chance to share. Every guy has a chance to get into, into his 100%. stuff. You, know? you don't want to make anybody feel left out. No. And so we've had different characters come in who are just like raging a lot and they can't control yeah. it. Or we've had guys come in and just being appropriate. We've had, we've had guys come in and like troll for sexual stuff. They're like, they're gay themselves or bi, and they're like wanting to exchange nude nudes with you know other guys and stuff. And it's like that's cool, but that's not what this is for. So so. There's other outlets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Was there anybody in your group that, when they came in, you were like, you know, I don't know, I don't know if I can really help you, or I don't think this is the right place for you, but. Then through the group, there was like this amazing just transformation and they were able to share and connect to other guys. And have you had anyone like that? Yeah, I've had that more than once. Yeah, qu quite often guys come in and they have like abrasive personalities or they're just mm -hmm. really emotional about their divorce or they've just been cheated on or, you know, right. they're they're like lost, they've lost their faith in God and they're trying to figure out their spirituality or caretaking for a, a family member who's like struggling you know struggling with health issues or whatever and they like need to they like they're going through a lot and i'm like Ooh, you know a lot of people yeah. it's not it's not a nice energy to be around when somebody's especially if they're raging or they're like but over time what ends up happening is i think i'm lucky because how i present the group is really approachable mm -hmm. and so we get kind of like approachable guys okay. and so over time what happens is the other guys demonstrate they model how to think about these things and how to communicate them. And so over time, these guys that come in that might be polarizing, have polarizing personalities, they actually learn how to communicate better through the other guys, just even observing them. And then they end up, um, that, that then goes out to their, affects how they communicate in their relationships and stuff like that. And do you that have- That makes sense? Yeah, it does. But do you have- I don't know how big a percentage is, but do you have guys come and saying like, you know what I do? I'm talking about like different healing modalities. Like I do, you know, acupuncture, I do Reiki, I do data healing, I do this, I do this, this. 
this hasn't helped me. Do you get any guys like that? Or do you just get people who are like, I just need talking. I need a community. Do they have interest in these things? Yeah. Yeah. We, we get, we get, we get guys that are coming in a state of crisis and they just mm-hmm. need support. But we also have a lot of guys that are just on a self-improvement journey. Yeah. You know, they're, they're guys that are family men where there's nothing really going terribly wrong, but they just want to feel more connected or they want to have fun more purpose in their work or they want to, you know, be better with their kids or something. And they want to like go down that rabbit hole and they're exploring those different modalities, you know? And so I personally have explored everything you mentioned and more, you know, somatic meditation was somatic therapy was fantastic for me. Uh, Psychedelics have been really good for me. I'm not promoting them, but for me, that's been a great way to get in my feelings. (laughs) Can you, can you kind of talk to me more about that maybe? Yeah. What would you like to know? Just like your whole experience, your first time, what happened, what you used it for, whatever you want to share. I'm like, I'm really interested. Ugh, such a hot topic, you know, and I don't want to like promote drugs in general, but we're not promoting (laughs) drugs here on divine. No, I, we're just talking about your, I can speak from, I can speak from my own experience though. (laughs) Yeah. It's, (laughs) it was that I saw a few friends be able to make progress on some emotional stuff some some self-improvement stuff eliminate some bad habits Hmm. and communicate better and just show up as better people because of their experiences with psychedelics and so i was like yeah okay well that's interesting i'm just interested in any tool that will do the job so right like it was i've I've heard i have more hippie friends in the yoga community they're like oh man you gotta do this stuff but it was when some of my entrepreneurial friends started doing it and seeing changes and i I observed the changes in them it wasn't just them saying that i was like and it changed them for like ever not Mm. not for uh not for just a week or whatever and i was like okay there's something here so luckily i had two friends that have done a lot of it one of them has done so much that he has the lsd molecule tattooed on his chest wow and so we we yeah they they brought the mushrooms over and i and i um and we did a a smaller dose but i got to experience it and what i what i really liked about it was that it wasn't uh the these 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 i've only done mushrooms but every time i've done it it doesn't matter if it's huge dose or small dose it, it presents think realizations to me in a very loving way okay so, um, like learning is about my, my relationship with my father or whatever I need to get into, whatever it, that, as long as I'm really intentional about, Hey, why am I not taking great care of myself? That was the last thing I wanted to get into. Cause logically I understood it. I've worked through it with a counselor. I've journaled about it. I've read books about self-care, mm-hmm. but why is it my tendencies consistently to like go out there and get shit done instead of like resting when I need, when I need it, yeah. you know? And, and I, and so I, did this hero's dose of mushrooms, which is a quite a big dose. And luckily I had somebody there with me who was keeping an eye on me. And I like, I felt into that stuff. I felt the fear that I had of, of being unsafe in my life because of some childhood stuff that had happened and that how that's just keeping me moving. Like I didn't want to stop. I got to keep going. Cause I, this, all this stuff's going to fall apart. My business, my relationship, like I got to keep going. And I actually got to feel into that and cry it out for four or five hours. Whoa. And since then, I felt way less anxious. And my girlfriend's noticed that I'm way less anxious in certain situations where I used to be. And so anyway, for me, it's just been another useful tool to like crack open emotional stuff that I can't get into with other tools. Yeah. It's, and, and if you're not, and it's not a tool that'll fix all, you still, I still needed to integrate it and like learn the lessons and manage my behavior moving forward. But like, 
yeah, it's been, it's been a tremendous tool. I'm not going to lie. Thank you for sharing that. So yeah. Any you know, especially, especially as a man, it's just been really hard to get, like, it can be, I can, I can think my way through things and go, okay, I understand why I'm have this bad habit, uh -huh. right? I can understand why I, this is one, this is a big one for guys. Why, why I want to look at porn or something, you know, it's like, this comes up in men's group all the time. There isn't a guy that doesn't deal with this. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, I, I understand where that comes from logically and like what I'm, oh, I'm looking for a state change because I feel tired at the end, end of the day. I'm feeling anxious about this other thing. This is a good way to feel good about myself and numb out. Okay. But like getting in the feelings of where they're driving that, so that can be actually quite difficult as a man that feels like they're capped or like pushed down. And I, I know they're there. I can feel them in my gut, but like, I can't get at them, you know? So <laughs> Somatic meditation was great for that. Just breathing into those feelings and, and encouraging them to be there. But like also, yeah, psychedelics have been good. Anything else you want to try that you're like, it's on my list, but I didn't get to it yet. I've tried so many things, like all the things you mentioned. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 I've the somatic meditation I do basically daily, which is just okay. lying down and breathing into my body and seeing where the tension is and hanging out with that and encouraging that tension to come out. Mm -hmm. sometimes it results in me crying sometimes it doesn't oh, um great. yeah i think the the healing move may i ramble about this for a second go ahead please be sure yeah why not i want to hear what you think about all this too I, I, well, i'll tell you <laughs> okay so the healing move that i've been i've had three different mentors okay suggest that this i this is like the move for healing pretty much anything and i i was like yeah i don't know but it's come from like three different people that I really respect. And I've observed that in men's group, when guys do this, it really works well for them. Yeah. Oh, and here's the, here's the tension moments because my computer's about to die. One second. <laughs> okay. So the healing move is simple. It's whenever, whenever I'm triggered, mm -hmm. well, actually I'll, I'll, I'll say in the voice of my doctor, Sean, <laughs> whenever you're triggered to pick up the phone and flip through the dating apps and text a bunch of people and say, hi, because that was a problem for me. I was seeking validation through dating and sex when I was single, big time, trying to fill my low self-worth. Um, so like I just spend too much time on that and prioritize all this stuff. And my doctor's like, anytime you feel the impulse to pick up your phone, instead, just sit, go and sit on the couch for like a, just one minute. Okay. And just breathe into your chest, breathe into your body, see what's there. Mm -hmm. If after a minute you still want to do it, that's cool. But of course, what would happen is when I go and sit a step away, and I breathe, I'm like, oh, I feel tired. Or like, yeah. I feel a little sad about, oh yeah, this thing happened the other day. I feel a little sad about that. Or like, well, I just feel a little angsty or, or right. about my work today. Or like, that's actually what I'm trying to escape is that feeling. And if I just hang out with it, then I learned through experience that it'll just disappear on its own. Um, and sometimes I'll actually cry about something or, or, but most times I'll just like hang out there for a couple minutes and then the urge mm -hmm. to do that bad habit is gone. That's powerful. And so he's like, anytime you're triggered into some behavior you don't want to do, instead just step away from it. And ultimately, what that's doing is a couple of things. It's breaking the pattern, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's also um, trying to get in. It's building a relationship with that part of you that actually knows what you need. That quiet whisper, you know, that that voice, yeah. that, that internal compass. Mm -hmm. And then also, you then have the knowledge to give yourself what you actually need. So in that moment, I might just need to get off the computer and make a tea or something, you know, and just like chill out instead of pulling out the phone or pulling out porn or something. 
when you started that i thought you were doing this with while you're with your girlfriend and i'm glad you clarified no 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 yeah no no luckily i got i started going into the i realized a few years before meeting my girlfriend that like i was struggling from low self-worth and that was causing the people pleasing mm. and the lack of care for myself yeah. and the too much energy and attention on dating and sex and stuff like that and so i, I started to go down these healing modalities that we're talking about today and that a lot of guys use in men's group and so luckily when i met my, my now girlfriend and uh, we've been together for two years it's like i i was past all that stuff good so what was your experience with reiki i didn't get a lot from it because <gasps> you didn't have a good yeah. uh, teacher then yeah i yeah i've done a couple of different practitioners i've dated a couple of women that were practitioners and it's like <laughs> For me, that's funny. you know, for me, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I, I've had a lot, I've had a fair bit of it. And I don't know why for me, there are tools that are modalities that um, work better. For example, like crane, like when I, when somebody's doing Reiki on me at the end, she like ran her fingers through my hair and that made me feel amazing. Like the craniosacral kind of massage, okay. just like running the fingers through my hair. And that gave me chills and made me feel way more restored than like the, the so interesting do you it's just like the men's group thing right it's like some for some guys it's not the right fit it's like whatever tools work for you (laughs) yeah so um what was i gonna say i was gonna say reiki was that Uh, yeah was that an ex-girlfriend who did that yes yeah ex-girlfriends yeah if you ever want uh me to work on you and creep you out in a good way yes Okay, Get great. Next time I'm in New York, we'll, we'll set it up. <laughs> Have you done distance? No. No? I no. can do it even on Zoom. Cool. We'll have to talk about that after. Great. Yeah, of course. But but speaking of healthy boundaries, so I'm in a place in my life. Here's an example of a healthy boundary. I'm mm-hmm. in a place in my life where I got chronically ill like six years ago now. Right, right, And right. all I did was healing stuff. All I did mm-hmm. was um, explore. And so I explored a lot of them. And so I'm not as interested in that as I as I was back then, because I've kind of got my things now, and they're working for me, and I'm rebuilding my life and my relationship and my business. And so like, I'm not as interested in exploring new healing modalities. Does okay. that make sense? Yes, I asked, that's like the, you know, one of the final questions I ask all my guests, because this is a healing podcast. And yeah, gauge how spiritual and healing loving you are. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a phenomenal tool. And like, I, I, uh, but I'm like proud to say that I'm in a place in my life where like I've got a good healing system going on and I'm still that. open to trying new things, but it's just not, not right. that's been deprioritized mm-hmm. because I have all years and years and years worth stuff and like eliminate the bad habits of people pleasing and you know, all that stuff. So, but I, I think Reiki's fantastic. It's a good on you. Right. Thanks. Anything this else you was, want to know? Uh, no, this was I, you told me a lot of good stuff, Sean. Thank you. Can I share one more thing? Yes, please. People underestimate the detrimental impacts a negative person can, an unsupportive person can have on your life. Mm-hmm. So the stats show that somebody who is unsupportive or negative of a change you want to make yeah. is six times more impactful than somebody who's positive. And so that really speaks to the power of community and it speaks to the power of actually investing in building connections who are being supportive of the, of the changes you want to make. 
And I just saw this firsthand with my girlfriend. She's trying to leave the healthcare industry like the traditionally and start her own thing. Mm-hmm. And her friends who are all nurses themselves are like, but what about benefits? And but but what what, what like what what about and th- it's they're trying to be supportive, but they're not being supportive. And yeah. and so that's made my girlfriend hesitate. And then now she's tapped into friends that are like who do similar things or who who get it and sure. can be supported in the way that she needs. Sure. Like she's now on this trajectory that's going so well. And so I want to encourage people to like reach out to resources like a men's group or like coaching or like other healing modalities and just like get around people who can be supportive. Because I think the truth is, and this isn't my opinion, this is research that says this, but like all this, all the research shows that people don't have a lot of supportive people around them generally day to day. They have friends and they have family, but like they're actually invested in not having you change because they're scared you're going to grow away from them. Mm -hmm. So do you really have people around you who are supportive of this personal change of the sense of thing you want to make spirituality, you know, healing. Well said. Yeah. And I think that's going to get a lot of people questioning. They're going to be questioning that after this. So thank you. That was great. No, you're welcome. Yeah. That that's what I'm out here to promote is the idea of finding people, finding your tribe, finding your community. And you you found yours and you continue to help people find theirs. Yeah. We have free men's groups over at mensgroup.com. So if anybody did find that interesting, you can just come check it out. I'm not here to sell anybody anything. And um, we can go from there. Great. And can anybody, where else can anyone find you if they want to reach out to you besides? That's it. Mensgroup.com. I'm not making this about me. My face is on it, but that's just (laughs) because I, I've been told I'm a good example of talking about this, this men's work stuff, but in general, yeah. Mensgroup.com. Throw in your email there. You can access our free discussion community, our free men's groups. See what that feels like. Great. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Sean. Thanks for the time. Yeah, it's been fun. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, really appreciate ratings on Apple reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support. Have you guys heard of Rakuten? It's where you can shop all your favorite stores online and make money. Yeah, you can make money. I have made thousands of dollars. Granted, I've been on it for a while, but if you're someone who's an online shopper, you need to sign up right now. And you can use my invite link. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N dot com slash R slash Divina 141 rakuten.com slash r slash divina 141 happy shopping and make some money